defending champion of DDT, Konosuke Takeshita, weighing in at 99 kilograms. They say his arm could stop a truck. And with him, the wrestling rookie, the downright ugly, Sea Dog. Is this really a good idea? I mean, sure, he's been in the wrestling ring. I mean, I've booked far more abstract things. But... I can't just book it for that. I mean, yeah, he's British. Yeah, he likes anime. That That's cool. I love the Jojo reference. But on second thought, we both do share the same name. Eh, fuck it. Ladies, gentlemen, and lady gentlemen, my fictional friends, welcome back to this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, the podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. My name is Connor, and by God, I nearly messed up the intro because you may or may not know, we have a guest! <laughs> So, allow me to quickly introduce them for all of you watching at home. This man, you may recognize him as one of the editors for the ever so illustrious WCPW. You may also recognize him on twitch.tv forward slash SamTheVAMod. You Ooh. might also know that he is pending, and I mean always pending, <laughs> as part of the Sweet Chinwag podcast. It's Sam! How, how are you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> Was was that a good enough intro? Did that did that build you up or no? I see. As a guy with a, with a severe case of imposter syndrome, I feel like you've built me up to be something that I'm really not. Hey, no, I've got a. I mean, we could also mention you being an editor for Joseph Montecilio. By the way, underrated content creator. If you oh, absolutely, absolutely, positively. If you do not follow him, go go follow him. He makes great stuff. Mm -hmm. He keep he makes sure that me and IQ have work. Or at least keep oh. the lights on in our house. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> so, in case you've not seen the intro to this, so you just casually in, yeah, uh, we, we, we've gone down the rabbit hole again on how niche can this podcast get <laughs> <laughs> as we are as we are attempting to book Sea Dog VA, the anime YouTuber, otherwise known as Connor. Ironic, because my name is also Connor. But we digress. <laughs> so. As we go into this, Sam, as I've been meaning to ask, and hopefully, if I somehow get more guests on this show, what's your, like, history with fantasy booking? Are you, like, an avid fantasy booker, or is this kind of one of your first attempts of doing this? This is actually one of my first attempts. I have a lot of experience in, in editing fantasy booking. Um, Shout-outs to my halcyon days at What Culture when I was uh, editing a lot of uh, How Adam Should Book videos. Um, but this is the first time I'm actually dipping my toes and trying it out myself, and I must admit, I'm a tad nervous. <laughs> oh, dude, you don't need to be nervous, man. R wrestling is super subjective. If if I've proven anything from doing this, <laughs> it's literally just you could do whatever. <laughs> yeah, that that's for true. That's for true. But then again, we say it's subjective, but then you go on Twitter and oh, fool, they are bull. It's subjective for most people. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 
There we go. <laughs> but with it, uh, how do you think your whole like story turned out before we go into the whole going through certain things? Bits and well, bobs. Well, my goal was to try and get in as many references to to Connor and some of his previous videos as much as possible. And I think I've ticked the box on a, on most of them. Okay. Um, and when it came to it, I was just like, screw it. His videos are silly. Let's just see how silly I can go with this. Mm. So in case it hasn't been clearly made by now, I, as you could tell, this is my first time doing this as a host for something. We are both going to be pitching our own sort of separate fantasy bookings on how on earth we would book this anime YouTuber into the professional wrestling business. Some might be good, some might be bad, some might be meh, or they might just be somewhere in between. So mm. that's just kind of how we're going to do it. We're each going to have our own retrospective pitches, our own quick little summaries before we get into the bookings. There's a little, little bit of a teaser and also just kind of get people intertwined with it as per some of the rules that i want to add in so in case none of you saw me collaborate several months ago with sam and members of the switch in my podcast uh i did a fantasy booking with them all about the anonymous raw general manager <laughs> and with that we had a couple little interjections here and there so feel free to expect in the middle of a couple of these fantasy bookings to have those Little bits of stops, reactions, your <laughs> oohs and ahs <laughs> implemented into this. Because, you know, like having fantasy booking stuff and not having that reaction, it's nice and, you know, it's a thing. But I feel like it's even better when you get a reaction partway through. Oh, this is going to be great. I imagine this is like having a live reaction now is going to be so wholly different. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a unique experience. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since the man that we're covering, Connor, anime YouTuber, man with various other things involving with the Sweet Chinwag Pod, not Sweet Chinwag Podcast. Oh my God, Trash Taste, another podcast. I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would love for Connor to be on the podcast, but I don't know what the heck we would talk about. But <laughs> oh, something. I feel like if it would just be me and Connor after that whole experience with DDT, which most likely inspired this creation, mm -hmm. <laughs> it would be a very weird experience. <laughs> more, all the more reason for him to appear. Oh, all the more reason, you know, uh, Alakazam, Abra Kadabra, bring along... Avada Kadabra? <laughs> of something. Think <laughs> <laughs> this is why I edit my video. <laughs> Ah, there we go. <laughs> this is why I hide all of this. So you don't need to hear me go on to rambling. <laughs> but speaking of rambling, I think it's time that we both give our own our own pitches. So before this little thing was a little bit recorded, I pretty much set a guideline for each of our pitches to be about 30 words or less. Kind of just to give a general idea of what the story is and what we can do kind of going forward. So, Connor, if you don't mind, as you not, why am I saying me? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, as you are the guest, feel free to give your pitch to the lovely listeners out there. Okay, so, uh, I, I, when you said 30 words or less, I was like, oh, okay. So how can I condense what I'm thinking of doing in 30 words? And I think... 
I think I've got it. And I okay. think it really explains the entire story that I'm going for. So, my th in 30 words or less. A YouTube monkey ditches his life as a voice actor to become DDT heavy metal weight champion. A story of triumph, betrayal, crane games, and monkey flips. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god, there's, there's so much to unpack here. So... <laughs> So he gives up his life as a voice actor. I feel it's the only logical thing to have done if I was going to do this and he was going to go into pro wrestling. Oh god, I, I really want to see where that goes now because I, I was thinking like if you're going to go in that direction that he's going to go, he's going to keep the whole like voice acting thing as a gimmick. No, no, I, I, I'm going if, look, it, it was going to be one one way or the other. I chose to go that way. And boy, did I cho choose to go that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm now, my mind is just suddenly like expecting like a proper like anime training arc. Dang it, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see the like, you know, those like shonen montages where they're yeah. in their big massive training arc and then all of a sudden they've gained like, I don't know, like <laughs> 9,000 times the power level what they were before so basically the cell arc of dragon yeah Ball. yeah yeah but yeah there we go <laughs> oh my god now <laughs> 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 you're just picturing connor going full super saiyan aren't you? i'm 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 more picturing him as like a full-on like jojo character Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like Jonathan Joestar, but with a Brit, with like an even more British accent. You're not far off. <laughs> You're not far off. Okay. <laughs> so, so to contrast, ladies and gentlemen, I I don't think mine's got as strong of a hook as Sam's does right here, but when Japan's leading wrestling promotions reject his request. A man of trash taste forms an opportunity of his own. One independent of tradition, rules, and, well, logic. In his world, nothing is forbidden. Ooh. <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> interested. My curiosity is very much piqued. My, my goal was to keep it as ambiguous as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so that I will not be judged, <laughs> I will not be questioned. The mere mention of trash taste makes me wonder, hmm, I get the feeling there's going to be more than one member of trash taste going to be in your story. What? No, no, <laughs> never, never. It's not like I would, I would involve one member of just him with other people. No, this is, this is all about Connor. This is, this is all about him. Hmm. It's all about hmm. the man who <laughs> teamed with the TDT champion. <laughs> yes, let's not forget. Yeah, uh, one half of the of the dynamic duo with the KOD open weight champion. <laughs> exactly. And to tell you, I did not know he was that at the time of my recording. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to tell you immediately how this story is going to go. Hey, if you're not on the, if you've not got your finger on the pulse with DDT, which 
I would say most people really should. If you're a bit jaded with New Japan, then it's expected that you don't know a heck of a lot about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not going to pretend I know a lot about Japanese wrestling, which made this booking particularly hard for me. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm aware of New Japan. I, I only really started watching after Wrestle Kingdom 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was after Wrestle Kingdom 10. So I'm aware of the whole product there. But like going into like this whole thing, which started off with DDT. Yeah, that was a big challenge for me because uh, next to no clue about that, except Chris Brooks was there <laughs> and Marky <laughs> Ito sometimes. And of course, the, the gifts that go viral on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the big inflatable panda. Oh, yes. And, and Yoshihiko. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Destroying Chris Brooks after his <laughs> match with Pokotan. <laughs> Might be low-key my one of my favorite matches of last year. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, with that out of the way, all the concessions, all this stuff kind of brought out into the open. Hopefully, the listeners' ideas peaked. Sam... Would you mind on telling us, the audience at home, the fictional friends, what on earth happens with Connor in your fantasy booking? Oh, okie doke. All right. So I've segmented this into three parts to make life just that little bit easier for me with this one. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> and I imagine most people or most new listeners that are going to come into this know about Sea Dog. Or if you're uneducated, I'll give you a little brief history. So Connor Cahoon, a Welsh YouTuber who became prominent in the anime uh, YouTube scene by doing a perfect impression of Sebastian from Black Butler. And then ended up becoming one of the uh, stalwart people in the Anituba scene alongside the anime man and Gigguk. Uh, now that we've got all of that to, to kind of like a brief kind of synopsis on Connor, let's... I won't bore you any more in the details and how, how much he's been in the YouTube game for long and some of his popular videos. We'll just get straight into my booking. So, what I will say for the start is I was really umming and ahhing over what length of time this whole storyline should go on for. So I've decided in the end to keep it kind of short and sweet. So it's kind of, his fire burns bright but short. So, let us begin on the 10th of February, 10, 2022. One day after he uploaded the video, I tried becoming a pro Japanese wrestler. Now, Connor has seen the numbers and the viewer engagement on this video skyrocket, especially from a new kind of offshoot uh, fan base, which would be the Japanese wrestling fan scene. He's loved the time he had watching DDT and training of Konosuke Takeshita, who is, this moment, the KOD Openweight Champion. And something takes over him, uh, an urge, a desire, a need to become the best pro wrestler in DDT Pro. The idea sticks with him and he just cannot shake it. So, on the next episode of the Trash Taste Podcast, he shocks his co-hosts Joey and Gant by announcing he is retiring from voice acting, stepping away from the podcast 
and has decided to become a full-time wrestler for DDT Pro. I'm, I'm just, sorry. I'm just imagining like a big, like proper, almost like wrestling style promo midway through the podcast. Oh, absolutely. They're probably <laughs> just offshoot of just Gaunt or Joey just talking about anything within the anime world and Connor just cuts them off <laughs> and just does make this grand proclamation. <laughs> Needless to say, they're shocked and they're wondering why the hell he's doing this. To which Connor replies that he needs to be the best monkey in the wrestling business and that he must win the most prestigious title in DDT, the Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship. Now, for those who don't know, the DDT Iron Man Heavyweight, uh, Heavy Metal Weight Championship, sorry, is a title that has been in existence since the year 2000 as a kind of response to the WWF Hardcore title. It is contested under 24-7 rules, and as of today, as of this recording, it has changed hands 1,500 times. Wait, really? Yes. That it much? <laughs> that much. It has been won by wrestlers in Japan, America, Europe, UK, uh, it has been also won by three animals, an elephant, <laughs> a cat, Wait. and a monkey. Wait! <laughs> Wait, was been... this... Was it this also the belt that was won by a ladder? Am I this misremembering? Was... Yes. This is oh the belt God. that has been won by a ladder. This is a belt that has been won <laughs> by a car. This is a belt that has also been won by a crowd. Uh, uh... <laughs> including, uh, I think it was a WCPW show, where it was also won by Jack the Jobber. What? And you'll be pleased to know, Connor, that I am a former DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Champion. What? As the 100,000 subscribers to DDT Pro's YouTube channel once held that championship, and I what? was one of that 100,000. Well, you, you should have said this. I could have read that into the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to keep it as a surprise so I could get this reaction out of Wait, do, do, do DDT sell the heavy metal belt? Unfortunately not. Oh, no! Which is a crying shame. It is! I, I love the look of the belt where it's just like studded belts around like brass knuckles and chains. <laughs> you need, if you have the spare money, if you have the money and it ends up becoming available, you need to buy that belt. Yes. Yes, and I proudly display it in my cabinet with all of the other fictional belts I've won on WWE video games. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got that. We now know, of course, to those uninitiated, what this title is all about. And that is what Connor is striving for. Of course, as I said, Joey and Garn are shocked. Also a bit confused and kind of... A little bit chuckling because they're quite not sure how to react to Connor's sudden change of heart in his career choice. But regardless, they wish him the best of luck. They're sad to see him go. And there, Connor is about to start his journey into professional wrestling. One listener to the podcast, though, is angry, is incensed, and he vows revenge for this travesty. Part, which now leads us to part two. 
starting from the bottom. Now, DDT have made it official on a live stream press conference on their YouTube channel that C-Dog has officially become a member of the DDT roster. And his first match will be tagging alongside his trainer, Konosuke Takeshita, to take on... Eruption. <laughs> the team of Kazusada Higuchi and Yukio Sakaguchi. Now, Eruption are a team of a former sumo wrestler and former MMA uh, uh, fighter. And they are legit as heck. And they do kick you hard and they do hit you hard. And honestly, if you, if you do watch DDT Pro and are into tag team wrestling, check them out. Great tag team. One of my favorites from last year for sure. So, because hearing, upon hearing this, the coloured sea dog's face drains as he sees his opponent storm the press conference and threaten that they will put an end to this to his silly goals of being a wrestler and a champion. Eruption also leaves sea dog with a word of warning: "We're only doing our job." Hmm. What in the world could that mean? Interesting. So, sea dog's debut takes place at the Korakuen Hall, and to much fanfare from the YouTube crowd and wrestling purists. Sea Dog and Takeshita versus Eruption. The match begins, and needless to say, it does not go well at all. <laughs> Higuchi and Sakaguchi kick the everlasting poop out of Sea Dog, and even when he tags in Takeshita and he cleans house, it all becomes futile when he re enters the match. A brutal beating occurs, and after that, in his finest of swimwear, my I add. Yes, I am making it canon that Kodo does not buy wrestling gear. He just wears his swimwear. <laughs> he buys in cheap yeah. cosplays. Yeah. Sea Dog is finally put down for the free count and Eruption win. Sea Dog is laid out in the center of the ring and Takeshita helps him up to thunderous applause from the audience. He may have lost, but his heart and spirit has won over the DDT faithful. As we get to the post-match uh, conference um, promos, which is a prevalent thing in Japanese wrestling, which always confuses the heck out of me, because how is anyone supposed to string a sentence together when they're when you know they're sweating, and they're you know, they're they're short of breath, but they're expected to do a full-on press conference straight after? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one thing of New Japan. I, it's like I always love watching. Is just you can see Minoru Suzuki just drenched in sweat and cutting off like a hearted promo, but you know that guy is gassed. Whoever whoever goes up to Minoru Suzuki, like post match, they deserve a race. <laughs> yes, like that. Absolutely. That that takes some guts. <laughs> Absolutely. So. The, the post-match promo, C-Dog is slightly disheartened by this defeat, and he looks to want to leave wrestling for good. But Takeshita snaps him out of it and tells him that this is just the start of your journey. And because of this, I'll throw away all of your ice cream as well. <laughs> but only you could only go up from here, Connor. And the way to prove that is to take on the man who tried to end you before you even started. Toei Kojima. Now, Takeshita and Sea Dog are with with that inspired him. Takeshita and Sea Dog are back in the lab at the DDT uh, dojo and are training and learning new moves. This is, of course, a video that's put up on their YouTube channel into a great little, I guess you would call it a 
yeah, you would call it a shonen training montage because that would just be so on brand for Connor. <laughs> yes. Hell, if you can license it, I would even put push it to the limit on there. Because why the heck not? <laughs> so, it's through this training montage and this promo that Sea Dog finally learns the one finishing move he was destined to have. So, the next show is here. And for the build-up to the event, Kojima has been goading Sea Dog on social media, telling him he went easy on his YouTube channel, and now this time it's personal. Especially since I'm wearing this gosh forsaken Kermit swimsuit, Connor. <laughs> if most people don't know, if they did not watch that video, the uh, if Connor had won that match, Kojima was forced to wear the Kermit swimsuit he was wearing. <laughs> I'm 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 just imagining as. I don't want to interrupt your story. I'm just imagining that, like, Connor, when he's cutting this promo, it's like a big, like, extreme close-up on his face as he's yes. saying all these things, and it's slowly just, like, panning back, almost like a slow version of the Okada zoom, just onto the Kermit yes. swimsuit. Absolutely, as that is how I pictured it as well. <laughs> so, match begins. The crowd is fully behind Sea Dog. You know, the, the, the usually Japanese custom, they usually stay silent during matches, but on this one, they are pumped, they are clapping, and they are chanting, Sea Dog, Sea Dog, Sea Dog. Kojima shuts him down immediately with a scoop slam, and he screams to the crowd, that's for slamming me on my back over and over again. But Sea Dog immediately gets up and slams Kojima back and follows it with a big elbow drop for the two count. And see, he's learnt a second move. <laughs> but Kojima takes control for most of this match, throwing Sea Dog around in and out of the ring, and it looks to be another loss for Connor until Kojima brings him up to the corner and starts chopping him. Connor starts no selling the chops and starts firing up. He throws, <laughs> he throws Kojima back into the corner he was in and begins lighting up his chest with his own chops. Sea Dog looks to go for the RKO. But he thinks against it and screams, Monkey! And jumps into the corner where Kojima is prone to perform a monkey flip. The new his new finishing move, ladies and gentlemen, is the monkey flip. <laughs> uh, you nobody can see my jaw is strong. <laughs> And would you believe it, Connor gets the free and signals his first win in DDT Pro. <laughs> A crowd goes wild. <laughs> Connor's post-match promo is full of emotion as he fakes everyone for their belief in him and his dream of becoming Iron Man heavy metal weight champion. Dikeshita comes in and hugs him and says, you'll be a champion in no time, Connor. Just make sure you don't go for the KOD title, please, because that's mine. <laughs> so the whole campfire pouring beer over him is if you've seen the most recent Noah of what happened <laughs> in, that, in that sense. Connor's celebrating. But meanwhile, this mysterious listener is still outraged and through a mysterious Twitter account has vowed to take Sea Dog down a peg for betraying his previous life. Suspense. <laughs> so I'm, let's... I'm really wondering who this is. Oh, we're, we're getting to it. We're getting to 
<laughs> All right, we're gonna speed through a little bit. I don't. I want to get kind of through this, and I said we'll probably do this in another shonen montage kind of way. Sea Dog is racking up win after win using his patented monkey flip, spelt with an E at the end, not a Y, because of course that's just on brand for him. <laughs> The, during these matches, he even takes part in a match of the year contender with the man, the myth, the legend, the most dangerous wrestler of all time, Yoshihiko. Holy shit. <laughs> now, you may not know the name Yoshihiko, but I guarantee you to the casual listener, you've seen Yoshihiko. <laughs> Yoshihiko has had great matches, had actually a string of incredible matches against Kota Ibushi. Yes, yes, Yoshihiko is a blow-up sex star. <laughs> uh, I never said DDT was sane for a company. <laughs> we talked about a title that's been held by a ladder, and by me, but I digress. <laughs> it's... It's an incredible lineage. <laughs> As it should be. Yes. So, during this time where Connor is racking up win after win, Chris Brooks has won the... Oh, sorry. My moment there. I, I swallowed my tongue for a second. Hang on. Take a swig of water. Apologies there, Connor. Oh, it's fine. We're, we're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God damn it! I've done a Sid. Uh... <laughs> God damn it. Right, hey, I so, already did a sit earlier. You're fine, man. One for one. There we go. <laughs> so, as I said, during this time, Chris Brooks has won the Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight title for the third time in his career from current holder Ling Ling <laughs> from the idol pop group Bish. During a Bish concert, by I add, there Chris Brooks won that title. So, at the next DDT event, a main event match pitting Sea Dog against Masahiro Takanashi sees Connor get his final win and the chance to compete for that prestigious title. During his post-match celebration, he's blindsided by Chris Brooks, who reveals to him, Sea Dog, that he's been working with the one man he looked to end his little fantasy. Chris Broad from abroad in Japan. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. Holy the, two, <laughs> the two Chris's have, have united and have vowed to end Sea Dog and his stupid little quest to become a pro wrestler. Oh my god. Chris Broad gets on the mic and says, Yep, I was the one who was vowing revenge. I was the guy who put a hit out on you and Eruption took the offer. I did all of that to make you realize that this, all this, is stupid. We could have carried on making World Weekend videos, mate. Traveling up and down Japan, getting drunk in the process and having a laugh. But you just had to play the big I am wrestling boy, didn't ya? Didn't ya? <laughs> the Chris's then proceed to stump a mud hole into Sea Dog until Takashita and even Kojima rush out to run out and, <laughs> and to run out the Chris's out of the ring. Sea Dog is helped up by the two and he grabs the mic. Chris, you want to end this? 
All right, fine. Fine, let's end this, but on my terms. Me, Chris Brooks, no DQ in the Sega building. That's right, a crane game deathmatch. <laughs> Both Chris's are incensed, they're livid as the live event fades to black. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, gentlemen. Yes, Connor. Ladies, gentlemen, I have booked a crane game deathmatch because it's not the it's the least silliest thing I could think in DDT Pro. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Chris it... versus Connor in a deathmatch. A crane game deathmatch. <laughs> yeah. You you've gone full anime with this, and I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> That was all I was here for to do. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Okay. So it's the finale, part three, which I have ironically named Craning Around at the Speed of Sound. I couldn't think of anything go. else. Gotta follow my neighbor. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Alright, so. <clears throat> Sam, this is serious, serious voice. Get the chuckles out. Okay. The stage is set. The match has been laid down and it all comes to this. Sea Dog's dream is within his grasp, but the champion and his once close friend are all that stand in his way. Connor enters the Sega building and special attire. He's ditched the swimwear just for this one match. And he's got an outfit based on Giorno Giovanna from Jojo, because of course he would. Yep. To be honest, that would be a really cool wrestling gear if someone pulled that off. Seriously, it would be amazing. Like, it would I be am, so cool. I am so, like, confused and, like, shocked that New Day haven't done anything Jojo-related yet. Yeah. Or just, like, any, like, Japanese wrestler. Because, like, Jojo's big in Japan. Yes. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. Right, get on that, New Japan. No, actually, no, get yeah. on that DDT. <laughs> get on that DDT, what are you doing? <laughs> so. As he enters the building and the main part of the Sega building in Shinjuku, he's Pearl Harbored by the Chris's before the bell rings. Sea <laughs> Dog is helped up and the ref by the ref and assures him that he's fine to start the match. The bell rings, wherever there would be a bell in a crane game arcade. I never really actually thought that one out. I digress. No. <laughs> the bell rings and Sea Dog immediately kicks Brooks in the gut and throws him into the chute of a crane machine as he turns his attention to his former friend. Cowering away, Chris Broad looks like he's ready to surrender, but then Brooks cuts Sea Dog down before he can even get to him. Brooks drags Sea Dog to a crane machine filled with Rem figures. <laughs> because, of course, Rem is his waifu. <laughs> and taunts him by saying Ram is the better servant. Because, just what, what way could you, uh, like, incense someone who A, loves Re Zero, and B, <laughs> Rem is their waifu? This enrages Sea Dog enough, and he starts wailing on Chris Brooks. With momentum swinging his way, Sea Dog goes for a lariat, but is flapjacked into the Ren Crane game and is out. <laughs> Brooks, 
Brooks pins him, but C-Dog manages by the skin of his teeth to kick out of two. With little hope, C-Dog does look out of it until a blessing in disguise comes to help. Rem? No, it isn't Rem from ReZero, but it's for some reason a Rem cosplayer. <laughs> comes out of nowhere to pick Connor up and tell him to kick Brooks at Broad's butt. He is rejuvenated by this. He takes the plastic boarding star that she was holding, goes up to one out of rare Brooks, and hits him over and over again. Z-Dog <laughs> pins Chris for the two count. Can't put him away just yet. Chris Broad is back up, stomping Z-Dog into the ground, and he goes to put his head through a crane game filled with curious George plushies. Just as he's about to do it, Chris Broad goes, Oh look, right where you belong, eh, Connor? <laughs> But just as he goes to throw him, C-Dog reverses and he throws Broad into the crane machine, shattering the glass. And Chris Broad is out. <laughs> C-Dog goes, I'm sorry, my brothers, but I had to make this a fair fight. Keep an eye on him for me. Yes, he is actually talking to the Curious George plushies because of course he... <laughs> As I put here in my notes, Chris Broad is knocked out and is Marty Jannettied for the rest of the match. <laughs> I had to put a barbershop window in, uh, reference in there somewhere, Connor. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> so, Sea Dog is now hunting down Chris Brooks in the expansive Sega building. Brooks is hiding in the corner with a giant Minecraft creeper plush and is ready to pounce on Sea Dog. <laughs> As Connor turns around, BAM! He's hit with the creeper and stumbles. But Sea Dog hits Brooks with a wonderful RKO out of nowhere! <laughs> And both men are down, sprawled on the floor, the life knocked out of the pair of them. It looks like this may be the end for either one man, and maybe even of Sea Dog's dreams. But then suddenly two familiar voices can be heard in the distance. Get up, you giant weeb. Is that my favourite VA Sea Dog? Joey? Gaunt? Yes, Connor, it's us. Just get up and beat this guy so we can record another tr uh, trash taste, please. <laughs> Connor sits up, rubs his eyes, and sees his best friends before him. The two chaps who believed in him, even when they took the piss out of him for all of this. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Now, if you excuse me, I need to fulfill my dream. Sea <laughs> Dog gets up. And does the rock bottom setup spot waiting for Brooks. You know, the thing Rock used to do where he would do the kind of like put his hands on his legs and just wait and wait for the groggy opponent to come up for the rock bottom. Yeah. So, as soon as uh, Brooks gets up, Sea Dog at the top of his lungs, in the best shonen way possible, screams monkey and performs the greatest standing monkey flip ever seen. <laughs> Brooks hits the hard fo concrete floor and is out. Sea Dog crawls over to him. One, two, three. Sea Dog has finally done it. The dream of only a few months has come true for the voice acting monkey. Joey and Gaunt pick him up and put the belt over his shoulders. What a moment! What a moment for DDT as a whole. And now with one of the best YouTubers as their DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Champion. Suddenly, 
A flat screen monitor on wheels runs Connor over. The monitor then reverses and pins him. Oh my god, it's a free count. Yes, as per the title stipulation, it's defended under 24-7 rules. My god, a monitor has won the Iron Man heavy metal weight title. Just as the title is put on this machine, static and white noise begins to flicker on the screen. A silhouette appears with a familiar high-pitched voice accompanying it. That shit you're carrying? Get rid of it. The silhouette is revealed to be none other than Iron Mouse, who laughs maniacally as we fade to black. And thus is the end of Sea Dog's journey in DDT Pro. Pat yourself on the back, man. <laughs> that was great. I love that. I had to do the swerve, and I was you... thinking, what way could I put Iron Mouse in this? And I thought <laughs> the perfect way would be to do that. I I feel like I'm going to let you down with my booking, then, because Jesus <laughs> Christ, you thought that out well. I love the through line for... Like the whole like internet hater type of thing. I feel the reveal of Chris was really fun. <laughs> it seems on brand. Yeah, the team up of Chris and Chris, uh, that broke me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fact that a laptop or a machine won the title the minute after he had this intense rivalry is both <laughs> like valiant babyface victory. But also, oh, okay. It was the only way I could possibly justify a VTuber being a champion. How could I do it? You're right. You're being right. Being there physically, it it could only be a monitor on wheels. <laughs> oh man, I feel, I feel like I'm not going to deliver the same level that you brought there. <laughs> you, you got all the references. I'm sh I'm sure you'll be fine. It'll be fine. I as I said. I went silly, and boy, I went balls to the wall silly with it. So. My, my story is, I wouldn't say it's in-depth about the story of DDT, because as we've discussed before, I knew next to nothing about DDT. So, to begin this story about a certain Sea Dog VA, we must go to a very simple episode, an episode of, you may ask, the Trash Taste Podcast, where, of course, it's been several months of recording since the episode, well, not episode, since the whole idea of the DDT pro wrestling match has happened with Connor successfully winning his very first match, hitting a, a very good clothesline for a first day at training. Mm. And the boys, Joey and Garn, they're discussing that whole experience, how Connor's life has kind of been changed ever since going through that whole simple glimpse at pro wrestling. And they continue recording the rest of the episode, but Connor is strangely silent throughout the rest of it. He's, he's strangely quiet. The, the thoughts of hitting a clothesline again and again and again just continue replaying in his mind. He keeps mentioning it on episodes of Trash Taste week after week until he finally he pops the question to the guys in the midst of an episode. He, he says... What do you think about doing a trash taste special involving pro wrestling? It's of course at this point, you know, the, the boys are boys are son. They're not quite sure about 
if their audience would be interested in this. And of course they have a debate because what have they done already? They've already tried to become gourmet chefs. They've already tried cycling across various vast long distances. Connor tries to convince us, we can do anything. We can do anything. And for doing this, they they agree on the terms of, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a trial run. And so, they start their little bit of a journey going across various other well-known Japanese promotions. Because Connor's already been to DDT. You already know the history there. Mm. So they start to go to other places like uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro. Get interactions mm. with people like Maki Ito, Lulu Pencil, and Saki Summer, and various other characters in the world of TJPW. They go over to Pro Wrestling Noah. See the more traditional side of Japanese wrestling. The big history with the GHC heavyweight title. Maybe they even see some people like Go Shiozaki and various others. COVID restrictions. We all know that. COVID restrictions in Japan, they're, they're horrible. They're not that great. So, what happens next, you may ask? Very simple. Very simple. Very elaborate. Because they can't get into a specific New Japan show, the boys find their way into the New Japan Dojo. Specifically looking at the Young Lions. Ooh. The... Yes. The Young Lions. All the new up-and-coming stars of New Japan so Connor can get a chance to experience the lifestyle of a man training to be a pro wrestler. So he experiences some of the seminars. He He's able to show a couple things that he can do, like how he can do a back bump, how he can run the ropes. There's certain things that he doesn't quite have yet because, you know, he's he hasn't been wrestling for all that long. He had, like, a session. It's during this that we get a very special visit. Now, who could this be from, you know? Just in the wide arsenal of New Japan wrestlers. Who could be coming in to give a very special seminar to the young lions and potential stars of the future for New Japan Pro Wrestling? Well, why have a star, Sam? Well, you can have the king of pro wrestling himself, Minoru Suzuki. Oh! <laughs> find his way in to the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's at this point he's going through various other drills. You know, the classic Japanese drills where you find like a thousand, thousand squats, a thousand push-ups, all that fancy jazz. <laughs> and he goes over to Connor, the gaijin of this group. Oh. The guy with hair, because it's very early on, you know, Japanese tradition. They shave their heads. They wear black trunks. They wear all the stuff. Connor's just in there with his Kermit gear. <laughs> and Minoru Suzuki, being Minoru Suzuki, Garnet and Joey on sort of the outskirts of it, just filming the entire exchange. Uh, they have a collar and elbow tie-up. Oh, no. Very simple. Very standard. Then Minoru Suzuki gets Connor in a wrist lock. Now... I don't know if you did not see the DDT Pro video that Connor did, but there was no chain wrestling in said video. <laughs> Connor does not know how to get out of a wrestling. <laughs> so he tries moving around. He 
He loosens the grip only for Minoru Suzuki just to twist his wrist and bring him down to the floor. He locks him into an armbar. He's just, he's shouting a bunch of Japanese phrases here and there. All whilst Connor is struggling and writhing in pain to a point where some of the young lines all come in to split up the exchange. Connor and Garn, not Connor and Garn, Joey and Garn, unable to do anything. Just continue to film the thing. And then, once the whole exchange is over, Connor clutching his arm in pain, they exit the New Japan Dojo, defeated. But, not entirely defeated, because you see, with such things like this, you know, a wrestler taking on, as far as everybody would see in a area like the New Japan Dojo, a quote-unquote fan of professional wrestling. Connor posts a video as a follow-up to the DDT Pro video, titled and thumbnailed, We- I got injured by a Japanese pro wrestler. Ooh. We get all the exclusive footage of the whole thing. He talks about his fond experience at DDT and how the Young Lions system has been so corrupt and violent. He just came in because he wanted to learn more about the idea of professional wrestling and their values appeared to be a little too strict for his liking. And so we continue to talk about this. He, he still talks about his desire to be involved in some way and have a newfound love for professional wrestling on Trash Taste. Until midway through another episode, Connor gets a notification on his phone. He, he checks it. And he sees that his video has been taken down. But by who, you may ask? Well, it has to be the one thing that takes down every <laughs> TV aside. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this causes Connor to go absolutely incensed midway through the episode. He, he grabs his microphone, he brings it close to himself, and he declares that... He will do anything to succeed in the world of pro wrestling. He may not look like the typical pro wrestler. He may not have the size, the body. Maybe he will be criticized for his look. But he will keep trying. Even if DDT rejects him, New Japan, Tokyo Joshi, Choco Pro, whatever you want to do. In fact, he looks over to the boys. He says, we'll just build our own. Oh. And then the episode cuts off there. Oh. And because you know it's live, but it also isn't live. Of course there's footage at the end that's added in as B-roll. We're like, what do you mean? What are you what are you saying? And Connor's just saying, we're making a wrestling promotion. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean we're making a wrestling promotion? <laughs> it would be good content, wouldn't it? It's like, no, this ain't about content though. <laughs> How do you form a wrestling promotion? And so at this point, because, you know, Connor had contact with one of the heads of DDT. Ah, oh, my jaw is on the floor as well. <laughs> so he starts getting in contact with them, trying to get as much advice about how to make a pro wrestling promotion. He asked if he can still get in contact with Chris Brooks and various other people to continue some forms of training to, so that we actually get a capable Connor for wrestling, because I love the video with DDT, but as a person who's done like a tiny bit of pro wrestling training, where were the roles? 
where was the where were the flip bumps where were the tiger rolls you know all the classic stuff like like did you ever see like breaking ground yes yes the, i like, did network special yeah like all that stuff yeah i was wondering where was the forearms as well because it was nothing but chops <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair i mean i think strikes are hard but we will <laughs> digress all that stuff he tries to make his own wrestling promotion with some of the funding from trash taste because they start an independent kickstarter which gets enough money to a point where they can make an exclusive youtube wrestling promotion which they unveil in a complete mockery to new japan pro wrestling <laughs> In a card fight Vanguard match, because in case you don't know, <laughs> and sponsored by it, where all the cards are censored with Kermit the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where they say they are making a brand new promotion. One that doesn't have a forbidden door, because they don't even own a door. Because they are developing Trash Taste Wrestling. T-T-W. Kind of in the same ilk that brought back such things as like the NWA Revival, MLW Fusion, and because they are YouTube content creators, there's gonna be a lot more buzz around this than some might even say for other forms of wrestling themed content. And so, in the end of that very section, we get the birth of TTW. <laughs> Connor continues his training. They, they're not really seen as competition by any stretch of the means. Kind of as a, not necessarily a joke promotion, but kind of an associate. Not, I want to say like developmental, but it isn't really developmental. So they get their own ring. They get their own little thing. It's always constantly set. Kind of like how DDT sometimes has those wacky matches where they're set at like a swimming pool or they're set in like random areas. That's basically what TTW is. It is like yes. almost like a live YouTube, I want to say backyard wrestling, but more like high end backyard wrestling. <laughs> high -end. <laughs> it's trash taste wrestling. It's trash taste. There you go. Where they don't really have a full on roster. It's a bit like how you'd book guests, for example, where you like contact certain people to come in. They don't have contracts and exclusivity things. But with it, they have the opportunity to have a bunch of weird and wacky matches. Throughout the weeks, we get Connor versus Pokotan. <laughs> uh, freaking Tiger Mask versus Maki Ito. <laughs> and even sometimes some even special foreign guests, like specifically AEW's for Orange Cassidy, who has a match described by the Trash Taste Boys as a no-move match, where basically each participant starts in the middle of the ring, and they are not allowed to move at all. And if they do, they lose the match. Right, now I actually would legit love to see that sort of match. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Imagine it with Connor versus Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Rem dolls being fired at Connor to get the distraction. One gets thrown in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, he's just like, he's just kind of chilling there. But <laughs> Joey and Gart, one of them grabs the sunglasses. <laughs> try and get something. Orange Cassidy's still with his hands in his pockets. They try to make him move, but it's like the hands are too deep in there. 
I'm just Punch. A, Go on. I'm, I'm just imagining it, it playing out very similar to the uh, Shiazaki Fujita match where a half an hour it was just half an hour of them standing, but just added with Joey and God in the middle of the finger. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. <laughs> so that is that is kind of the reputation that we're building. But in all of these weird and wacky matches, Connor starts to rack up some wins. We get we get a, we get various other matches that aren't really traditional wrestling matches, but we get a dance-off between Connor and Maki Ito, a rock-paper-scissors match between Ladybeard and Connor, mm -hmm. and also another random stipulation match against Yoshihiko, which is a, <laughs> it's, I, I have to dub it a I Quit Chess match. So the rules of this match is basically where both participants are playing a game of chess, but every time someone loses a piece, they get hit with a move of their choice and they have to decide, do you want to quit or not? But because it's Connor versus a blow-up doll, Connor just does like power bomb after power bomb into like the turnbuckle. He hits even like one of the chess pieces that get hit and off into like Yoshihiko's face. <laughs> Until he eventually gets the win. And so at this point, you know, we've seen this, the new creation of this wrestling promotion, TTW, some foreign talent coming in here and there, even some random exchanges between the likes of Maki Ito, Chris Brooks, but, you know, with such popularity does come such negativity. Particularly from the internet wrestling community. Mm. <laughs> Where we start getting tweets and comments, not even just from the anime community, but even in live comment sections with Connor. Even on his Twitch streams, mostly saying that he is being overpushed in TTW. Ugh. What is he doing? You're burying Yoshihiko. How dare you beat Maki Ito in a dance match? You know that you can do that. Connor. How... Sorry. <laughs> How dare he be the Cody Rhodes of his own promotion? <laughs> exactly. How dare he? <laughs> he starts to get a little bit more cynical and trash taste. He starts ranting about the fans. Those people. You people. <laughs> oh, you, no. <laughs> you constantly wanted me to pick up a win on trash taste specials playing chess, riding a bike, doing all these other things, and now I finally do something of my own fruition. I take a risk and build a new one-of-a-kind pro wrestling promotion that is breaking boundaries in the world of Japanese wrestling. You just want me to quit? You want me to go down? Well, I'll tell you this right now. In fact, I will never go down because I, Connor, am the greatest voice actor in the world. I'm the greatest pro wrestler in the world. I am the king of pro wrestling. Oh boy. <laughs> so, of course, this incenses people even more, but they realize, you know, this is getting more viewership. <laughs> because what, what gets more viewership in the world of content creation sometimes? It's pure negativity. There we go. <laughs> Controversy, my friends, in the worlds of Eric Bischoff. Creates Create cash. cash. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, you start to get more valiant babyfaces taking on Connor. Your people like uh, 
I had to look up the name because I did not know the person specifically. Uh, Andreza the Giant Panda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> trying to go in where he tries to beat up Connor, but Connor trying to maintain his status as one of the <laughs> kings of pro wrestling grabs one of his nem rem dolls that he has like spiked with a bit of thumbtacks and hits at the bottom of, of the inflatable panda using part of the like inflatable part of the panda as leverage to get a pinfall and a legitimate win my god <laughs> what a dastardly heel <laughs> but not really a dastardly heel just a guy <laughs> Just a guy who's, who's just trying to get all the YouTube hate off him. <laughs> <laughs> so he keeps doing this. We get more segments on Trash Dish, which becomes a regular thing like Connor, the king of pro wrestling. He goes to various places in Japan. Shinjuku, Tokyo, dubbing himself the king of Japan. Going to the Tokyo Dome during Wrestle Kingdom, saying that he is the king of Japan. <laughs> but also getting evacuated because it's New Japan. He, and they say he's the king of Japan. <laughs> and this all leads to a point where he's walking down some of the streets. And he heads to a local shop. And he says inside of it that he is the king of Japan. Now, sure, a regular shop doesn't sound that special, does it, Sam? It doesn't sound special. But what if I told you that the camera slowly panned and it revealed that this is in fact the shop where Minoru Suzuki works? Oh no, not Pearl Driver. <laughs> oh no. And the camera pans. And who's at the who's at who's at the tills, Sam? <laughs> I'm imagining in like pure kind of Keith Lee fashion, he just pads he pads from up camera from the checkout. It's Minoru Suzuki. It is Minoru Suzuki, still by this point the king of pro wrestling, more than likely being one of the few people to see him retain his king of pro wrestling title at Wrestle Kingdom, mind you. <laughs> In which he chases off Connor, who goes completely off-screen from the event. And just as this is ending, Suzuki goes up to the cameraman. He forearms the cameraman and the <laughs> screen goes black. <laughs> oh, that's so on brand. I love it. <laughs> Several weeks go by. Connor... He's kind of starting to doubt that he's the king of pro wrestling, but he still says it with his chest, but kind of half-heartedly. On the episode of Trash Days, we were like, Hey man, you... Who's the guy who tried to forearm the cameraman? It's like, oh, th that was a, a Minoru Suzuki. You, you mean the guy who you got hit with an armbar with? Yes, 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 that guy. <laughs> and it's in the middle of this episode that they're recording. Because by this point, TTW has gotten a little bit more buzz because of the whole thing. Of course, the video of like Connor and Minoru Suzuki goes viral in the world of wrestling Twitter. So much to a point that TTW is going to get a very special, like live special. Dubbed mm. TTW. We're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> And to build this up, as we were discussing with the whole trash taste situation, Connor is 
talking. He's saying his whole thing about how he's the king of pro wrestling kind of half-heartedly at this point. It's only at this point that the cameraman who had been so beaten and battered by Minoru Suzuki just goes straight into frame. And of course, Garnet and Joey are asking, well, what are you doing? We're, we're, we're in the middle of something right now. So I, I know, I know, but I, there's, there's somebody who really needs to see this. And Connor is passed a note. And who is this note from? Well, it's Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> who basically says that he, against his own judgment and fruition, is being booked in the main event against Minoru Suzuki for the King of Pro Wrestling Championship. <laughs> in which Connor looks over to Joey and Gaunt. It's like, why did you do that? Why are you doing this? It's like, look, we need to sell tickets, man. <laughs> like, with all due respect, this is your fault. You wanted to do wrestling. I, I didn't want to do wrestling at this point. <laughs> what do you mean? This, this is this is completely as far as I wanted to go. I just wanted to have this nice, calm promotion against. You know, everything else other than that man. This is the reason why we started this promotion. To avoid Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> and so, with it, the boys of Trash Taste Wrestling book the match. It's Connor versus Minoru Suzuki for the King of Pro Wrestling Championship. <laughs> In the build-up to this. Connor does as much training as he can, training with the likes of Chris Brooks, who basically ties him into knots, just doing chain wrestling stuff. Uh, Marky Ito, who basically just gives the advice to just say hi to him. Just, <laughs> you know, just go to his shop and say hi. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I can't do that. He's <laughs> like, is it because you're not as cute as me? It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so we get to the match. Connor tries everything to get out of this match. Segment after segment of TTW of him having rock, paper, scissors matches to get out of it. He fails. Arm wrestling matches against Pokotan so he can get out of the match. He fails. He loses an eating contest to the Azula, the inflatable panda. <laughs> but he ultimately can't avoid wrestling Minoru Suzuki <laughs> so we get to it the main event of TTW we're live pal it is a standard wrestling match no gimmicks oh. no <laughs> excuses oh <laughs> and immediately Minoru Suzuki just he just puts his hand out almost like he's ready to just go into like a grapple lock or just an collar and elbow type, which Connor immediately gets out of the ring for. <laughs> he goes over to commentary, just, please, just count me out. Please. <laughs> As Minoru Suzuki just stalks behind him. He throws him back into the ring. <laughs> he gets him into a wrist lock. Connor, at this point, is able to counter the wrist lock. He rolls through, in which Minoru Suzuki just rolls with him, so he stays in the wrist lock. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Resort Owner Suzuki is just, he's just having fun with this. Let's be real. <laughs> he's, he's putting him in every lock imaginable where it gets to a point where Gun and Joey try to interfere. They throw in Rem dolls, they throw in Curious George plus she's. They call Monkey. They do everything in their power to try and get Connor to get to the ropes and get out of these holds. Which by some way, shape or form, he's able to do. It's at this point where Connor questions, why, why did I do all of this? <laughs> why, 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 why did I do all of this? <laughs> and so, mid-match, Connor grabs a microphone says, look, I'm I'm really sorry if I disrespected you and your craft and all of this. All I wanted was to show respect to an industry that gave me a new understanding of what entertainment can be. I know that everything I said about me being the king of pro wrestling was complete hyperbole but I know after being in a ring with you for and he quickly asked Joey and gone how long five minutes five minutes <laughs> <laughs> that you are the true king of pro wrestling and he puts his hand out to Minoru Suzuki and as Minoru Suzuki kind of still angry he gets his hand out connor immediately goes for a roll-up <laughs> oh my god <laughs> one two two and a half oh. connor goes for a clothesline <laughs> one kicks out at one he goes for another one one kicks out at one connor goes for a second rope splash off of brett's rope because we all know brett's rope is the, most, the most dangerous, dangerous rope, rope. <laughs> in which Minoru Suzuki is getting to his feet and almost a la Samoa Joe, Minoru Suzuki just walks out the way as oh. Connor goes for a splash. Oh, and then Minoru no. Suzuki just puts him in a sleeper and Connor <laughs> passes out. Minoru Suzuki is still your king of pro wrestling champion. <laughs> Somebody stop the damn match! <laughs> and in the worlds of TTW, this is this may be trash taste, but this certainly ain't no trash content. <laughs> <laughs> so Connor gets up, you know, because with all due respect, he lasted like five, six minutes with Minoru Suzuki and probably less than a year of training. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a he gets a nice little standing ovation, a hug from the trash taste boys, and then TTW goes off the air. That's how I'd book Connor from C Connor from <laughs> C Dog VA. <laughs> oh, bravo, sir, bravo! <laughs> <laughs> that oh my god, booking Connor against Minoru Suzuki—that is genius. <laughs> God, I, I was really trying to think because I was I was really relying on like okay I don't know much about DDT I can't use that 
I don't have the time to research this in less than a week. <laughs> but I do know Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Half the time I was picturing the, the, the facial expressions of Minoru Suzuki during that match, and I'm pretty damn sure I got it spot on. <laughs> the shock, the laugh, the tongue out. <laughs> And Connor just having the colour drained from his face as he realises, oh god, I still have to go through this. Yeah, because I'm thinking, okay, part of me wants Connor to win this. But I do think it would be funnier if he doesn't win. <laughs> At least he didn't have to go with a, didn't end the match with a pile driver. At least he had some humanity to choke him out. Yeah. <laughs> I what I love as well is that we went from both ends of the spectrum. We booked Connor as a baby face and Connor as a heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> love it. No, bravo, sir. I loved that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when in doubt, when you're booking Japanese wrestling, just, just book Minoru Suzuki. Just book exactly. Minoru Suzuki. That's all you and need. It, and it makes sense as he is one of the... One of the uh, one of the only wrestlers to appear in One Piece, so it makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. <laughs> See, this was all completely intentional. I know. Uh, to quote Connor in that story, I am indeed the king of pro wrestling. I know. <laughs> I know everything. Absolutely. All I'm saying now, Connor, is that. <laughs> If Sea Dog actually gets around to listening to this, what his reaction is going to be? If if he does listen to this, uh, I don't know how you got here. I don't know what brought you here. But hi, I hi. content. <laughs> yes, I was kind of that. I kind of may have accidentally been the reason as to why we got to this position in the first place. So hi, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do? Hey, how's it going, man? Nice, man. So, with that, uh, yeah, we're we're kind of at the end here. We've we've gone through both, had a little bit here, a couple hiccups here and there, but hey, first show, we're live, pal. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, I want to say thank you to every single one of you who tuned into this episode, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Wherever you're from, love you, appreciate you. If you're watching this on YouTube, give a subscribe, leave a comment, do whatever you want to do. That's always fun. And with that, uh, before we leave, Sam, where can people find you? Wow. So you can find me on Twitter at Sam the VA Mod, where I usually like to post updates and retweet wrestling gifts, you know, all of that great stuff and wholesome content you can find there. On Twitch, it is twitch.tv forward slash Sam the VA mod. I'm uh, getting back now into the uh, into a more regular sort of schedule where I'm uh, looking to now implement more editing centric streams if clients will allow me to. <laughs> and of course, I am one third of that lovable lot over at the Sweet Chinwag. You can find us at Sweet Chinwag on Twitter and on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and forever pending other platforms. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, when Raiden's not here and people are always questioning, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if Raiden's not here and somebody says something like this? You've got to remember, it's very important that you always, you always do this.
It's very important. You get it in your diary, you get it on your phone, to always be pending. Because we will always be pending on all platforms. Heck yes. Yes. <laughs> Reardon, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> That'll pop him for sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and with all the plugs out of the way, thank you all so much for listening. I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember, everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>